Hi, so thank you so much for joining our Q&A. Uh, so I'm Emily, my pronouns are she, her. I'm wearing a sort of stripy black and white top. I'm in a really echoey corridor and behind me I'm slightly backlit by old Victorian windows. <laughs> Hi, should I go? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Megan. <laughs> I'm Megan from Dramatic Recovery and my pronouns are she, her. I'm wearing a little Dramatic Recovery wrapping top. I was going to wear a hoodie, but it was too warm. And behind me is literally the most boring thing in the world, just a white wall. Because oh, where we work from home... That's how you got to see it. It's good cell tapes, so just a plain white wall. Yeah, um, literally. No worries. So we should have another person, Rachel, joining us. Sadly, we've had a little bit of difficulty today with the good old Zoom. So they might be appearing soon. Um, so let's just get started. It's just me and you, Megan. Like, let's just do it. So tell me about you and dramatic recovery and everything about it all. Um, yeah. My broad question, I know, but just jump straight in. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, to be fair. I don't know where to start, but Anna's not here. She is the other half of me. So we are both directors of a mental health arts organisation called Dramatic Recovery. Um, me and Anna met back in 2017. We met in university. We studied at Liverpool John Moores and we studied drama. Um, and we both met through sort of just getting involved in the modules together and then we both kind of struggled a little bit in uni I think it was just a bit of one of the I mean everyone knows if you go to uni it's just one of them times you get, you get faced with challenges but drama was like an outlet for both of us and we got involved in community theatre and applied theatre which was working a lot with um, areas of Liverpool and Merseyside and just like deprived areas and we got to meet so many new people and then I moved back home Anna was living in Liverpool, I'm from Manchester, and then she asked me if I wanted to be involved in a verbatim show about self-image and mental health, that she had kind of been like volunteering at a youth service and meeting young girls and um, they were expressing their feelings through drama about sort of their insecurities and she just said like everyone needs to hear it. So I was like, of course, like I'll come back, I'll do anything. Um, and that's how it started since then. We were established as a company in 2019 and we rebranded to Dramatic Recovery because we kind of found our feet within the mental health and wellbeing sector of using um, theatre as an outlet, which I'm sure everyone could probably relate to if you are from sort of like a theatre, anything creative. Um, it can be used as a creative expression and just for emotions and to better your well, definitely to promote more positive mental well-being and um, to attack some really taboo topics. And that's what we started to do. And then we have four sectors of our organisation, which is education, where we work within schools and we do mental health workshops using drama as an outlet. And then we work with a charity called Care Merseyside. We've been working with the charity for a while and we do through social prescribing, which is a brand new thing, which I can go into. Um, yeah, definitely too. What, what is social prescribing? Um, social prescribing is a non-clinical intervention. So, for example, if I was to go to the doctor and I was feeling a bit down um, with my mental health and I needed support, which we know there's so much lack of support out there in terms of the NHS and the waiting lists and things so um, it can be quite hard for people but if you was 
not wanting to go down a clinical route so no medication you get prescribed to a hub and then they do activities such as like drama yoga singing art creative writing poetry so if you are that kind of person it might sound really scary at first because Mm -hmm. the amount of people that walk through our door that is like I've never done drama and I won't like I'm just here to watch and then by like the fifth week they're like getting stuck in so I think it is just that creative outlet again so anything can be socially prescribed so we work within social prescribing education community arts which is just more like um on like play days or like summer schools and then um yeah so we we basically do quite a lot of verbatim theatre as well so taking people's stories who work with us within workshops focusing on um things like self-image we've done a male mental health based one and anxiety one um so yeah that's about that's basically the majority of dramatic recovery and I think she's just arrived somehow <laughs> oh my goodness let me have a look uh one second I can see her oh, at the top. hi <laughs> let me go back oh my goodness can, can you hear me yeah. I can. Hi, I'm so sorry about that, but I finally got in. <laughs> Do not apologise. Like, so did I. Has just been having the most loveliest, you know, deciding to do everything. But we were just covering about everything that you do. Uh, with I was watching on my phone. Meg did a great job of explaining there you it. Go. All. You, you were all <laughs> and everything. Um, my sort of follow-on question from that was going to be let's introduce Rach and then let's go back to it okay let's do not apologize like honestly technology it was so hard to get into (laughs) I was there and it was kept saying like no you're not allowed (laughs) so we were just introducing ourselves and I wonder if you could just tell us your pronouns um and then just tell us about yourself what you do because I think it's interesting because you do us sort of three come from quite a theatre drama side yeah. of it, an art side and if you could just yeah. introduce that, uh, so I'm Rachel my friends are she her um so I'm kind of in a different position to the, the other two who are here in that I'm still kind of in the journey to where I'm gonna go so I've just graduated from Cover Uni doing like a fine art degree um so at the moment I'm currently working in the NHS doing kind of support work around a load of different wards in the hospital. Um, Basically all to kind of prepare myself for my master's in art psychotherapy, um, which I'm going to hopefully do in Derby, which is going to be two years and will end up kind of preparing me for being an art therapist in a more clinical setting. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in my life at the moment, but yeah. That's pretty much, yeah, it. Well, thank you. But just sort of um, coming back to sort of Megan and you guys, with Dramatic Recovery, did you ever expect it to turn like this? Like, because from you saying, like, you was like uni, it sort of became an idea. Did you ever think you were going to do this? Or was it sort of at the back of your mind while you're training? Or is it just, yeah. Anna, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, so I was just changing my name because I'm Anna, by the way. I'm Anna from Dramatic Recovery. So nice to see you. Um, yeah, so um, it was kind of something that we had an idea about within uni, kind of wanting to um, 
work with young people and make mental health like the the forefront of a theatre organisation. Um, but it wasn't until we like Meg went into a little bit of detail about it before, but it wasn't until we kind of went away and we left uni and we both did that experience a different fields working within the NHS work volunteering working within social prescribing and then we kind of realized that drama can be that outlet that um really helps to just people helps people to express themselves and release on like on emotions that they've held so deep within um and that's kind of where we we um it all came about really yeah so just sort of like opening up to all three of you I think it's something that, like, the reason I wanted to have this conversation was when, you know, I know Rach quite well, and then you were telling me about it, and I was like, this is a part of the arts and creative side, which I didn't know much about, and I'm just wondering, you know, as someone who doesn't know how much knowledge, what are the huge benefits of doing drama, art therapy, doing creative things over the more traditional, you know, I don't want to say medical routes, but medical routes we have um, here in the UK, and also to bounce off that as well where do you see this sort of going and Mm -hmm. am I being not very knowledgeable thinking this is quite new this sort of therapy um but yeah that's sort of opening it up to anyone did I say I don't mind Uh, so I mean I can't speak for a drama perspective but I can imagine it's quite similar but at least from an art therapy side um art therapy is kind of it's technically not new but it's new in terms of its quite major developments and understanding so very minimal research has gone into it up until recently when it's kind of finally been acknowledged for its kind of benefits because it all started in a bit of a a dodgy way based on Freud psychoanalytic stuff which is a bit (laughs) a bit questionable so it didn't really kind of make its moves until more recently but it kind of became an understanding that it was an alternative way of communication. So there were kind of, at least throughout therapy, there were kind of few main areas where it's understood to help. Um, so one of them is people who struggle with traditional verbal communication. So say neurodivergent people, uh, which is where I'm hoping to work eventually. I want to work with adult learning disabilities. Um, so say people with like autism or ADHD, Um, anything like that who struggle with their typical verbal communication classic talking therapies are not really set up to help them because if someone's saying to you how do you feel and you can't verbalize that how are you expected to kind of get better or help yourself in any way so art therapies creative therapies are kind of designed as a different way and almost a more casual way, less pressure focused way to allow people to express themselves without having to use their words. Um, Similarly, it kind of, it's designed to help also a lot of art therapists work in prison settings um, and a lot work in care homes with dementia patients and a lot work with very young children, kind of some of the other areas. It's all designed as kind of a, a less pressure focused way of getting people to express how they're feeling without the formal setting of a therapy office is kind of from my perspective what I'd say if you guys have any more to add please do but yeah no I agree because I imagine you know it's a it can sometimes be really daunting and from the sounds of everything that you guys do it sort of gives it that especially what you were saying Megan it gives that sort of like social side of it 
it can be so daunting to go into something like this alone or to experience something like that but making it a group thing and something where it's not the main focus like you you don't realize that it's, that's the end goal for example because you're doing something else but do you Omega Nana do you have anything to add to that sort of from a drama point of view is it is it a little bit different and because you do so much work in the community as well <laughs> I mean, yeah. we always wait to see which one of us is going to add. <laughs> I, I would say, I, I'd say that it's pretty much just everything what has just been said is kind of with art, you can do the exact same thing with drama. Um, but I think they have stigmas themselves. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, but it it's got a stigma itself to I think when we first ever delivered a session people expected us to walk in and be like dead um artsy like over the top people that are like oh everyone stand up on your feet and you know here's a script and you got and it's scary and it's as daunting as that is because I understand where that originates from but it like you say it can be sort of used as something that's is quite subtle at the same time so you can just you know how many times do you act a day like if you go out in the street and someone asks you if you're okay and like um you're just like yeah yeah it's very british thing to do be like yeah i'm fine and that ask you know how are you or like walk away without even hearing the answer and then it's like job interviews a lot of you know we've worked with a lot of unemployed people we've what we've worked with a lot of homelessness and rec recovery centers because the confidence is dropped quite a lot as a result of poor mental health and well-being is that when you learn skills like group work or you know social skills or even public speaking which is so scary I could not public speak when I was in uni like I was I was not that person at all but um, especially when you can do that through a character or you can have the freedom to do it yourself um, based off your own experiences or put your experiences into something like a character in a monologue or a play or just discussing like culture and, and like performances is an outlet so yeah I hope that kind of it's it's easy to it's easy to jump towards oh I'm it's it sounds like it's going to be scary but it's we we never make hopefully anyway don't make the <laughs> the this the setting that um intimidating it can be you know you could do it one-on-one -on -one with people you could have sort of you know using these like techniques to um build their confidence and reduce anxiety a lot it can be used to reduce anxiety which is contradictive when you think of the stigma that surrounds it but um but yeah it's it's a little bit yeah. Do you have anything to add, Anna? I mean, Meg pretty much said it all, really, but I do think it, it helps as well when people can come to a session and obviously think, oh, you know, how's drama? You know, they might not be in a position to um, get up and act or to feel comfortable about sharing their emotions in like a creative way. But there's many different types of art forms that they could still get involved in, like such as they might want to create some art. They might want to write a monologue, which we've had a lot of, um, you know, people have gone away and created poetry and come back about their experiences, which helps them have that outlet, you know, expressed in a different way. So 
So even if people do feel uncomfortable about the idea of acting and then they link it up with like, how's acting going to help me anxiety? I'm scared as it is, like Meg said before, mm-hmm. it's kind of that. But then it's like, once we kind of slowly do some exercises that don't feel like that we're, we're getting up on stage, that, you know, the slow and the slow burners. And then once we kind of, develop a relationship with our beneficiaries it does feel like more of a comfortable and safe place that they can um you know act and a lot of people say they expect to you know if something's labeled as you know arts for mental health or drama for mental health they think that they're going to have to come and create a sad picture or perform a sad play or read a sad monologue but a lot of the time there's a lot of joy created from it and laughter and togetherness and friendships and I think that's that's the 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 hopefulness of how well-being really can um be boosted through the arts and that's so lovely you saying that you must have read my mind Anna because that was <laughs> when you was all jo- talking then I was just jotting down notes of what I wanted to say because um there is that stigma and I I, th- I know it's so talked about uh, towards mental health in particular and one thing about you guys especially dramatic recovery I found you guys through Instagram like a year ago and oh. it was your logo and your branding is just so modern slick new and fresh and so sort of opening it up to everyone, what does breaking the stigma around drama therapy, art therapy sort of look like for you? Because I, I know that there's, there's like degrees that you can do at Central, but mm. I still feel like not many people know what it is. Do you think it is through what you guys are doing with your amazing sort of fresh new look? Or <laughs> do you think it's just sort of spreading the word around more? How do you, how do you see breaking the stigma actually happening? Oh, well, thank you for your kind words, first of all. But- <laughs> Yeah, I think um I think it does kind of take everybody being open to what the arts are and going to new, you know, going to watch new shows and reading new plays and that type of things as well as like being open to new theatre and new everything that's going on. And I think it can be it can be really difficult when we do look at, you know, theatre as a like, oh, how how is this gonna help us and all that type of thing? But I think like with our logo is we we kind of created it because we do have the with the um the little theater face it's the happy face yeah. always in front of the sad and we kind of wanted to elaborate on that and say like you know we do have this mask that we all wear and it's something that we think through drama we can remove that mask and you know explore all these different types of emotions um but yeah i think i i, I don't know i think it just takes a lot of it can be very easy to want to push that stigma away and think you know it's one certain thing it's it's something that a few people believe but I think um you know listening to people's stories a lot of beneficiaries that we've worked with I think you know at the beginning of our journey we might have thought is this gonna work and then once we've kind of worked with more people and watched so many people come through you know not wanting to stand up in a community center and then going to perform their own work at a a stage full of an audience you think it does work and I just wish more people could see that and realize that you know you even if performance not for you it can be writing it can be you know getting involved in costume whatever it is that there's so much within the theater world that can just help to just reignite that flame and like passion for life or or the arts I think as um just to add on to what Anna said in your question is like from a professional point of view we wouldn't we've never claimed ourselves as experts so I suppose the 
the the journey and the pathways into getting into this kind of work I I mean back it's all through sort of experience and and dipping our feet into charities and um finding our feet within within the community and that's what I think that's what pushed us to that kind of mental health well-being side and it wasn't sort of always um an academic choice that we chose it's something that we caught sort of fell into and I think to break the stigma around um drama as a therapy or art as a therapy it's it is just and I, I and I suppose you guys can agree like it's just getting yourself out there and I think that once you get yourself out there you learn so much and I learned the most and then I think that really can help people to break sort of a stigma into because it's because like you say like the courses that are out there and the courses that you can do it isn't really spoken about enough and me and Anna have gone back to our uni and spoken to the um the whole class about about even just starting a company starting your own company because it's not we weren't taught how to do that and I think that when you're sort of community a community we're a community interest company we're not a registered charity we're a non-profit organization which basically means we can do the same as a charity and apply for for um council funding and that's something that I just had no clue about and when when you are starting to I mean luckily we've got each other to fall back on I think that's been a big help but the most advice that we I think we could both give on that is networking and finding something that works for you and you know our expectations were high but we we um we sort of just kind of took everything as it came and just chose the pathways which we thought okay this is a mental health arts organization and we're going to try and help the community with drama and do it in our way so I think out there I think it is it's not spoken about enough that you can probably just you can do this on your own and it is it's it's hard but it's 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 definitely doable and the whole finance thing comes into it and like yeah. how we're gonna be able to I mean we've just taken on some facilitators within dramatic recovery which are um we, we sort of said you know when you work in the arts and you want to become you know you want to do something you want to carry on working but then life obviously you have to pay your bills you have to live um and you know you you often like have a few jobs and we just gave sort of young professionals who wanted to kind of get a taste of this sector um an opportunity to be part of sort of like an agency and and all the work that me and Anna sort of had come in our way and we, we couldn't do we thought to ourselves you know why not train up you know people who are like-minded people who want to do this kind of thing and give them an experience or um and that's something that that is paid and that you can make a living out of because it's it's doable but it doesn't seem it um unless you kind of I think I can see where the root of you know I need to study and I need it it's all like how how do I how would I even if someone asked me five years ago when I was in uni like how how would you do that I'd be like listen I do not know but I think <laughs> talking to people like this definitely helps and um just hearing stories because you just think but then how do I set up a company how do I go and you know do I have what am I safeguarding um like what what do I need to be trained in what do I need to know about mental health training and safeguarding everything like that so yeah it does if yeah 
No, you, you, you and Anna are like reading my mind because my next question was going to be like, what's the blueprint for getting to this sort of point of creating it? And you're so right. It's that sort of thing of from, from what you've both just said, it's sort of like noticing what you need to do and just doing it and you'll learn along the way. And I think that's something that in drama and art therapy, like bring it into a, you know, a theatre setting. I can tell you now, loads of my peers are actually listening to this right now. So um, funny. Um, <laughs> because we're all interested in it. We're all like, how do you get into it? Because you're never told it's that bit of that industry. And that's why I want to ask about stigma that sort of everyone knows it's there. Mm. But I couldn't tell you how, where, <laughs> what, when. And that's why I really want to have this conversation because you three, you know, ladies sort of like are rocking it and sort of showing us how to do it. Um, but Rach, do you have anything to add about, you know, ah, breaking um, the like, stigma for you? With stigma. Um I think it's kind of it's it's frustrating because there is so much negative stigma around it. If ever I say to someone when they're like, "Oh, where are you going in life? What do you want to do?" and I say I'm going into art therapy, and they're like, "Oh, what? So you're going to make people sit and draw pictures of how they feel?" and I'm like, "Well, it's it's a bit more than that. It's a bit more, but uh, sure." Um, but the the stigma is changing. Like it is, it's notable. It's changing. Um, obviously, currently I'm in. A medical setting and where I'm working so I'm working within a hospital setting um, which although is great from the care perspective is not necessarily where I'm going but it's it's good but even within medicine it's changing the the ideas of doctors the way doctors are being trained the way nurses are being trained is already from a much more therapeutic way there are so even if it's not art or drama or whatever the way that doctors and nurses are doing their training is already starting to look from a more therapeutic perspective so if they can avoid prescribing morphine and instead prescribing a physio they'll do that so that the kind of the push for almost non-medicine medicine if you want to call it therapeutic medicine is so much better because there is such a big understanding now compared to how they used to be about how beneficial kind of just different therapies could be so the push of occupational therapy physiotherapy talking therapies all of it and all of the art therapies is already so massive compared to how it was in hospital settings as is so the to say like the industry is booming sounds really cringy but it's a good time to try and get into it because it is developing and people are starting to understand people are starting to open their eyes to it it is it's changing a lot similarly just from like more of an arts perspective so within like the kind of fine art world as opposed to therapy side so one of the main kind of art shows is the Turner Prize it's really huge um recently it was in Coventry so right where I am and they didn't win but in the top five because there's always the top five and they show within the top five was an this year was an art collective called Project Artworks um which is an absolutely brilliant organisation. So they're a, um, a kind of collective of uh, neurodivergent people who have come together through art. And the kind of what the collective does is they allow a safe place for all these people to come and make art and express themselves through art. And they offer support networks for the families of these people. And it's just, it's a brilliant organization and it allows people to come together. And if they want to create art together, they can, or if they want to create it on their own and tell everyone to leave them alone, they can. And it, it 
it was brilliant and it created a platform to the extent that this that all of these individual artists got showed in one of the most prestigious art awards in the country and all of their work was given a platform and they were not seen as people who were ill or people who were mentally wrong they were seen as artists and it gave them such an incredible platform to show their work and it was it was beautiful I loved seeing it I went and I saw it and I just stood in there for ages like this is just really amazing what they're doing but it's it was in a way art gave all these people a sense of purpose and a sense of like place these that these people are no longer they're just making some art they are artists and that's a really brilliant way to say everyone can be an artist or you know so and it just gave such a good platform similarly that's really good for the destigmatization of it because that's a huge platform that so many people can see and see, directly see the outcome of it so that's really brilliant for the destigmatization of it all you yeah. girls are just like reading my mind like I'm literally making notes and then someone covers it and I'm like say that because I think that's such a beautiful comment about everyone could be an artist and then linking that back to before Anna and Megan said about how you know there's funny enough within our own industries where we sort of celebrate being very liberal and open-minded I sometimes think it's quite a double-edged sword because I sometimes think we might be the most closed-minded because it's sort of seen that there's only like you can be an artist an actor them sort of job roles and um it's so interesting because I had a conversation yesterday with two people in costume and they were telling me stuff like they're not even mentioned in programs and it's this sort of like lack of education that there's so many more jobs available within the arts um than the the showy off you ones and it, it was so interesting when you said Anna about creativity you know being so important in our day-to-day -day lives so this is a very like maybe off cost question with creative arts being taken out of education dramatically so do you think this is going to have a knock-on effect in your sectors where you're trying to encourage people to use art not in the sense of performing it but as a therapeutic way do you think you're gonna you know do you think this is going to have a huge effect with the words that the government are saying of like you know basically unit degrees of arts are not going to really go ahead soon that it's getting pulled out of GCSEs and A-levels are you going to or do you think you're going to be fine how do you think it's going to go <laughs> I think I, I worry for the young people because I was really shy in school and drama was where I come out my shell and I did well and I wasn't that academic and my other um, subjects and I think without that drama I'd, I'd without that topic I don't know I wouldn't be here now would I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because it obviously had such a profound effect on my life and my confidence and how it helped me express myself you know develop relationships and everything so I, I do really worry and I think from from that it, you know it went on to me joining a, a drama club outside of school where I would meet loads of new friends and then obviously doing drama and university so I think with with that pull away from the drama in schools it just it it makes me think I mean that's that's our, our push at the moment we've just created a program called dramatic results and we want to push going into schools and getting young people to explore their emotions through the arts and you know it it not only does it just have an effect on 
developing your personality and yourself but like you want to come to school more you enjoy lessons you've got you know a, a better focus in lessons because you've been able to be energetic and then you're going to go to maths next and it just works out right and you know it, there's just so many there's so many positives I think the arts being in schools and you know there's there's so many amazing organizations though like the arts emergency fund and um people like that campaigners are trying to push it more in and I know that um I was writing a bit the other day in, in the Ofsted like description it does say that they they want like creative outlets to help young people's mental health so they know they need it you know so it's just it's such a shame that the government I mean you know it's it's definitely needed a lot more and it does it does make me worry for for our youth but I think hopefully schools will see that I know that a lot of schools do and they'll bring in organizations or they'll you know put on their after school groups whatever it is to help these young people just you know be able to to have that have that art form and I think that when if you don't have sort of come from with especially with um and I just mentioned an organization called the Arts Emergency Fund um so ever since arts has been cut you know more and more off the curriculum in schools it gets me thinking that anyone from a working class background um who isn't upper class and some I thought you know if we're going to go back to career I thought you know I'm going to have to go to a really expensive drama school in London and I'm going to be an actress and that's what I want to do but you know if I wasn't given I'm not I, I you know that's not something I can't afford to fund a life and then make it to auditions or it's some sometimes that's just not children aren't given the pathway or the opportunity coming from you know different social different classes um as as some other children might be so I think that be, having an access to a talent and something that you can make a living out of because you'll never work a day in your life you know if you do what you love so you know giving someone and we find children that and everyone has a creative outlet so it it, it kind of, it blows my mind to be honest because during the pandemic when everyone you know didn't have work and we didn't have school and we you know it was all online and it all switched what did we want we wanted creativity and I just now I just think we, like Anna says it's recognized but it's not being reflected Mm-hmm. um and it's not being actioned which is quite sad so I think we just we we all can like sort of do more to to try and you know to try and keep it alive but I think in terms of the medical setting like you said great that is like flying like we went to a yeah, public yeah. network before like the other day and just hearing GPs talk about you know if we you know they don't want to prescribe yeah they'll do yeah. everything they can to, to try and you know give people a more holistic approach or a therapeutic approach um, that's more personable and that's more like for people so if we could reflect that within education that'd be um that'd be great it's heartbreaking isn't it for children yeah it's just it's heartbreaking because I think back to when I was in school and I, I didn't get on with school at all I didn't go in very much but what got me into school was my art lessons my art teachers used to let me just stay in the art classrooms for longer and just sit through other years classes I would when I was in like year 10 I'd sit through the year 11s classes or the a-level classes and just watch them what they were doing and my art teachers let me do that because it was what got me in and got me staying because it was what got me excited I'd spend my lunch times either sat in the art room or the music rooms just playing like and playing with the music instruments or playing with the art and stuff 
and that was what got me to stay in school and got me in because it was what was interesting to me and I mean if you'd have said to half of my teachers back in school that I was now graduated from a uni with a good degree and I was going on to further education to end up qualified they would have been like nah no 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 she wasn't committed enough for any of that but it's because that was what got me excited and going through college doing art and then doing art in um in uni and meeting so many like-minded people it's really inspiring compared to uh everything else that I was finding so to think that they're wanting to cut these programs from schools and they're wanting to reduce the contact of arts is really really heartbreaking because I look back to me at that age and think god where would I have been if I didn't have that motivation would I have been sat here probably not I'd, what would I have been doing and that's it's really kind of crushing to think that that so many children that would have been in my position might not be able to be sitting here like I am now it's just yeah it's crushing it so is but like you have all just said that you're still trying to break them barriers you know oh. you said that like you're going to try your best to make sure that that next generation is still going to have the opportunities to um to have the experience of creativity uh, not in a sense of a job but for a you know we've all collectively said as a place to release like fair enough we are now still doing it in our you know at later dates but back then it was therapy it was somewhere for us to escape to focus uh, to get us through school that got us through the academic things but yeah my final question and I always do this it's like my surprise one so if you've seen any of my other Q&A's you're in for it we're jumping five years in the future what is the dream for dramatic recovery for you rage where where are we seeing it I'll give you guys a minute each to sort of say where it is go as big go as crazy because then in five years time we can look back at this Q&A and be like yeah that happened so within drama and art therapy where is it at what what's the are you national are you worldwide whatever Whoever's ready to go first, it's a big question, I know, but I love asking it. Oh um, I'll, I'll go first. But I, think, um, I think definitely for Dramatic Recovery to be a national organisation would be brilliant. We'd love to yeah. work all over the UK. Um, you know, we'd, we've, we've always said, me and Meg, we'd love to go abroad one day and do drama wherever, in a school or something. You know, it's definitely a goal of ours. And um, I think just for people to know about you know what we do and you know use those skills ourselves teachers you know do a drama exercise every morning with the class something that's gonna you know fulfill loads of young people's lives um we, we create verbatim theatre so when we do a project we like interview different people on a certain thing so it might be about anxiety self-image grief so um, we'd love to do more of a base in theatre and kind of explore those and highlight those um, taboo topics a little bit more and signpost people to the appropriate support. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, just to be able to grow as a company and as individuals will learn more. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I'll say. <laughs> How about you, Megan? Have you got the same plans? yeah <laughs> like I'm like we always do like well where are we going to be in five years I'm thinking I don't even know what I'm going to have for my day like I literally yeah. have no idea what like the next five years are going to bring but hopefully like Anna said we might have some connections to do some more stuff nationally and just get the word out there I think the future is quite positive in terms of oh it definitely is for you guys like 
it's going to happen. I can't wait for it to all, you know, become true. And, and your ethos and your drive and everything that you're doing, you're just going to hit it. it. There's no two ways about it. And you're going to you. improve so many people's lives and for the better. And your verbatim say it's just going to fly through. Like, it is going to happen. How about you, Rach? Where, where, where are you um, in five years? I think in terms of my like job prospects and like what I want to be doing for work is it's not the most exciting because I'll just be out of my second degree and stuff so but I, I mean I want to be working in community or in hospital settings probably community with adult learning disabilities kind of working with that um kind of an exciting because that's kind of expensive but uh, in terms of kind of like a more um voluntary approach I want to be spreading what I do I want to be telling other people what I do I want to be going into universities into schools explaining things because I think one of the biggest gaps in art education was the lack of um, explanation is where art can take you outside of just being an artist I want to be spreading to people that there are career prospects it's not a deadbeat job it's not something that you're going to be unemployed with I want to be spreading to people like the benefits of what I do so yeah that's that's what I want to be doing I want to be and you're already doing it you're doing things like this and you're gonna smash that degree I mean we're here here now (laughs) exactly we need to do a five-year reunion where we talk about (laughs) how extraordinary you're all doing Uh, but final final thing where can people find you this is your moment to be like here's my website here's my Instagram hit me up Uh, dramatic recovery who wants to go and say where you can find you guys um so our website is www.dramaticrecovery.co.uk um also our social media is at dramatic recovery on twitter it's just dramatic recover because we couldn't fit it in <laughs> but um does, we we love to receive your um questions if you want to ask us anything um and we'd love to hear from you so thank you so much for listening to us today no and definitely and just to re-highlight for anyone who's listening in you guys do do a little bit of training, like you were saying. So there is training opportunities within you guys. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Rach, where can people find you? Um, if they want to follow so I've, got my, yeah, I've got my Instagram, which is rachwatson.art. Um, pretty much at the moment, it's just like mainly my art from my degree, but it will be documenting wherever the hell we end up going. <laughs> Plus all of that. Um, but yeah, that would be that. Brilliant. Well, thank you so so much for doing this q a with me today thank you, Emily, for organizing yeah, it thank you so much it's been, good <laughs> it's been something that i've been like so curious about like like i said i've been following dramatic recovery for like a year because i was like what is this and then i was like extraordinary mm-hmm. stuff and then meeting you rach and you telling me about it all and then when i had this slot to do something that i didn't know too much about i was like it's gonna have to be about drama and art therapy so thank you so much for doing it um the Fuse Festival is continuing for the next week. We have lots of live events happening in Kingston. So if you're around in the Kingston area, I highly recommend you going over. If you guys are right to stay on the call with me just as we end it. But uh, yeah, thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.